It's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Hello, everybody. Once again, it's time for the Bob and Zip Show with Ed Kelly. I'm Bob, and that guy over there, quietly speaking, is Silent Zip. And Ed Kelly will pop in in the middle of the jingle. We've got an exciting, uh, well, actually, we have a very dull show. Bob and Zip Show with Ed Kelly. What the hell are they doing in Washington anyways? Bob and Zip Show with Ed Kelly. The reason I said dull is because... You know, I've always heard uh, when you're a performer to give the people what they want. And I think people want dull right now. Wouldn't you like a little dull? Uh, No. No? Not at all. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I think we're capable of dull. I think that is doable. I do, too. And uh, I think people would rather be entertained. So so you want more drama, more attempted coups? Is that what you're saying? No, I want comedy, damn it. I need to smile because I'm going to slit my throat. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So you took dull as to me not funny. Well, dull as in uh, boring, as in mundane. Oh, you know, not interesting. Oh. Yeah, you're saying abate. An now you're making me go drama. in that direction just by bringing me down. <laughs> Guilty as charged, sir. Yeah. No, what I meant by dull is... Yeah, um, I get you. We've been on the edge of our seats. No no kidding. Yeah. And uh, the other day when we did the show, we all gave our predictions. And by the mm-hmm. way, some people are just starting to listen to that show. <laughs> yeah, going. What the hell were they thinking? <laughs> uh, no, I think we, I think we covered all the bases. Honestly, yeah. I listened. To oh, especially Spike. Spike was dead on when he was bang on the money, man. Well, and here's the trick. Here, here's the trick, Zip. The way to be dead on, and Trump knows this extremely well, mm-hmm. is to say yes, no, maybe, and all the possibilities. And then, and three days later, you go, I was totally right. He was resolute, though. <laughs> Yeah, about, about it about it going uh, nuclear and also about uh, both the Senate seats. About what? Yeah. Did did he both. not predict both Senate seats going to the Democrats? Oh, uh, yeah, no, he did have that one right. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, I woke well. up very surprised. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> you mean in general? <laughs> you finally woke up, or do you mean to that particular event? Well, well, no. When I say I woke up very surprised, what I mean is. Um, I, so I used to pretend I knew everything. I think you guys have known me for decades. You know about that. <laughs> no, no by the way, here. there's what I mean by dull. That's funny. <laughs> no, but, but I used to, look, it, it is a parlor game of human beings to say, well, I think this. And, yes. and then if you're right, you go, I told you so. Yeah, and then if you're not right, you go, so how's the weather? Um, (laughs) How did our sports team do? And so, so look, all along, I have felt, Mm -hmm. uh, I've agreed with other commentators. No, 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 you know, we also have very few ideas that are our own. Never zip. They're all the input we have from various (laughs) sources, right? What? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Agreed. Shall I pause every four seconds so you can refute everything I say? (laughs) Not at all. <laughs> but it, it makes it interesting and not dull. <laughs> um, that's true. It is drama and conflict is exciting. We've learned that, if nothing else. Comedy, yeah. uh, so anyway, when all of this started um, in 2015, and you know, uh, it looked like uh, we were going to have a really unusual presidential race and a presidency. <laughs> and by the way, it was unusual just because of both candidates who were running. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillary Clinton. If so, it was a gag back when Bill Clinton was president that someday his wife will run the country. It was a gag. Yeah, yeah it was a joke. It was a punchline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She did the work. You know, she she became a senator. She worked hard. She was a lawyer. Back then, you know, people did say she was smart, most qualified. Um, and and I don't know what qualified means. I mean, to be president now. Uh, Come on, I'm going to see your social media profile. <laughs> you just got to be I'm a sorry, no, you I'm only have two million followers? <laughs> you expect us to nominate you? Oh, come on, you're a low-life yeah. loser. Bottom of the food chain, get out of here. But, um, but anyway, so when 
people started saying there's no way Trump could win. I walked around and hiked with friends of mine, smart friends. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And and they they was like, there's no way uh, Hillary's got a ground game. She's got a state of the art campaign, mm-hmm. and uh, this Trump is just in you know, a bunch of deplorables and a bunch of low lives. He'll never get more than twenty five percent. And I, and I would say, well, I only know like the real people I know. You know, mm-hmm. my electrician yeah. friend. It's anecdotal. My plumber. Um, you know, various people, and even some really smart people. I had a you know our old boss, Steve Marks. A conservative executive, uh, rest his soul, who, uh, you know, just saw socialism as a threat. And my neighbor, who's a retired, by the way, my neighbor, uh, Rich, was a retired, what do you call the people who investigate and catch people in the act? Auditors. Oh, uh, a tax auditor? He was in accounting and he was an auditor. And I'm not going to give you his last name. Um. But he was the type of guy who would be going over, like, uh, you know, the books for an entire year. And he would see... Forensic stuff. Yes, forensics. And he would see that someone bought some lumber. And he would look to see what project they bought it for. And he would say, they didn't need that much lumber. Yeah. He he once told me... He'd do the math. Oh, yeah. He was doing the math in his head. And he would say... And he would say, this guy didn't need this much lumber... And then he would sort of surreptitiously put him under surveillance. And they then called he, him the extrapolator. Exactly. <laughs> Columbo is his last name. I could give you his last name now. Rich Columbo. See, I hate to bother you. I'm not going to talk accounting. <laughs> Go ahead. Do the investigation. I, I, yeah. Uh, you you bought some four by eight sheets of three quarter inch lumber. Is that correct, sir? That's right. We bought now, what, yes, what, but we put a deck in uh, in the loading dock, and we uh, uh, and we put we replaced some trim that had gone bad. You say the trim went bad. Now, this was uh, pressure-treated, is, is that right? Uh, no, it wasn't, was it? No. Yes, actually, it was pressure-treated because it's going to be used outdoors. Well, here on the uh, the bill that I'm forensically uh, accounting, so it says... Uh, <laughs> Sounds more like George Burns. <laughs> yeah, but it was, that's good. I was say, God, God has entered the Columbo's room. been dead a long time. Believe me, oh, it's a good man. enough Columbo. Gee, I've been dead a long time, so you'll have to work with <laughs> So anyway, by the way, you're telling me the story just the way he did. And so, mm-hmm. so he would just like, um, you know, ask the guy, when he was doing the audit, he would say, uh, so uh, tell me more about this project. You know, like how, how police officers were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he could see the guy squirm a little bit. Mm-hmm. So on a hunch, he got in his car. I'm so glad I'm keeping him anonymous. Yeah. And he drove an hour and a half. You're kidding. To me. the guy's house. Wow. Where that exact kind of lumber had built a beautiful deck and some nice fencing. <laughs> oh. He oh. took pictures. Oh boy. And then when he was back in for the audit, he called the guy in and he described. You know, hey, this is his job, right? Yeah, absolutely. He described spreading out the evidence in front of the guy and going, you sure you want to stick to that story? See, he actually did him a favor. Uh, Trying to remember whether it ended up feeling that way for the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he parted him from his money, so. Yeah, Yeah. but, but anyway, so. So when Trump started really going off the rail, and by the way, he's extreme conservative. You know, he sits and watch yeah. Fox News, retired yeah. guy. Uh, mm-hmm. What amazed me is he's the same age as Paul McCartney. Wow. And and so, you know, it, it was it was strange to have a friend the same age as Paul McCartney. And this is back when Paul McCartney was like 73 or 74. And I would go to a concert and I'd watch Paul do a two-hour show yeah. belting it out the songs and singing his brains out and then the next day I'd go to Ritz's house and he'd be in his chair <laughs> <laughs> and throwing Paul into sharp relief yes. I was just like wow they're the same age um, <laughs> but none of this is to put down my friend by the way I don't mean to do that no, uh, I because I love him and and I did love him and I, I, I thought he was a man uh, of discerning integrity and so when the Trump stuff started going off the rails, when was that? Like <laughs> every day not? of the when, last five years. When wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. When was it on the rails? I, I can't yeah. remember. It might have been um, during the impeachment or it might have, you know, it could have been anything. But I called him once and I, and I was like, so how are you doing with all of this? Because 
I know you as kind of an investigator that can't be bullshitted. And yet. And yet? He was hoodwinked. Well, he did what a lot of people do. He was like, that Nancy Pelosi is evil. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Always de deflecting. A deflect the but the, yeah. the, and I was like, but but wait a minute. He's like, those liberals. I hate the liberals. And I was like, well, what's really wrong with the liberals? Free stuff. All the, And by the way, I hear this from 50 different people. All they want is free stuff. And I'm like. Tax and spend. Tax and spend. But hang on. So... All the subsidies we give to oil and Boeing, yeah, and the fact that Jeff Bezos became the second richest man in the world as of today, by the way, um, because we didn't charge any state sales tax and we bankrupted our schools and our states so that Amazon could have a little helping hand to get going with their internet business. Isn't that free stuff too? And and just a few childs left behind. <laughs> <laughs> How you like me now? Because if it's free stuff you're against, yeah. uh, then we uh, clearly look. The government's job is to give free stuff. Uh, the roads, yeah. all those stuff is free, except that it's supposed to be for the common public good. Right. And the the government's job is always to put the finger on the scale to help, based on what's best for us all. Fingers and a thumb and a thumb, <laughs> and and here's why there's two parties. And it's almost always conservative versus... You could, depends. Whatever country you go, if there are human beings involved, yep. their parallels are astounding. You know, there's conservatives and then there's socialists or liberals or whatever you want to call them, right and left. And even if you watch historical shows about, you know, Britain, the crown, you watch shows about uh, the early United States when they were building the Transcontinental Railroad... Yep. You watch shows about your homeland, Scotland, uh, to name a few binge watches. I've done this year. And then it's always the same struggle. It's the glass half empty or the glass half full, and people violently arguing over whether it's half empty or half full. Hmm. Violently arguing. This is the part where I leave a space in case someone else <laughs> wanted to say something. <laughs> And I'm just going to stay quiet for a while. Aye, sir. I, you talk about half full. <laughs> We've only got a quarter of the lithium crystals left, sir. I don't know if we can make it through the entire show, Robert. Yes, but I'm sorry. Uh, Starfleet uh, only allowed us this many dilithium crystals because <laughs> they had to help the homeless. Apparently, they don't know who we think we are. <laughs> and I like when you leave those pauses, by the way, Bob. Pauses are very important in entertainment and acting. So, the thing to do is create suspense by leaving that gap. Big gap. <laughs> uh, and you know, I always had that gap, but it was in my teeth until <laughs> so, I finally had them fixed. So, uh, so, so yeah. So I talked to you know, and 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 he said, "Oh, give me a chance, and I'll teach you about what's important." And I was like, "I'm all ears." I've been wanting a friend of mine who's a conservative mm -hmm. to really have an intellectual discussion with me about, and by the way, I've no, I've voted Republican many times. I have no problem mm -hmm. with, mm -hmm. I get the whole, you know, tax and spend versus hoard and Smart it'll trickle, and we'll pee on you with money. I, I get it. <laughs> I get the whole thing. And uh, you tax and spend people are just not contributing to anything, whereas the other people are job creators. I got every freaking bullet point of either side has been beat in them because I read it all. Please don't say bullet point. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what ended up happening is I wrote him a, a little letter saying, well, what about this, this, and this? And, you know, this Trump guy, it, 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 like, I, I got no problem. Look. The stock market did well for me this year because yeah. I happen to be one of those people with a pension. And, and an 801K now. Yeah. An 801K, as I mentioned. It used to be, never mind. <laughs> and so, but if you asked him to say something that wasn't a bullet point meme, yeah. one Sounds sentence, like. yeah. then you were asking him about his values. And he basically said, you know what, I'm getting on in years and I don't have the fight in me. <laughs> and I said, hey, I respect that. I, yeah. I said, you are dodging me, but it's okay. Ooh, he just put it right out there. Yeah. And so, yeah. and then, and there were a whole bunch of other friends, by the way. Most of them by now have said, 
Well, that was sure wild. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'm I'm waiting for an ounce of contrition from one of them. Uh, but here's and the I thing: I've yet it's to see true. It. And I'm glad you said that. And do you feel that way too, Zip? Absolutely. Absolutely. You want those people to grovel at your feet? Not grovel, but just go. You know, holy shit! I might have made a mistake. You want Whoa, them? My to, bad. Yes, but it's never going to happen. Well, uh, but first off, let's let's examine both halves of that. All right. Because I think the uh, want is half full, and you might think it's half empty. <laughs> Why go. do you want that? What is it about us as human beings that when someone is proven wrong, we, and by the way, I have it too. I'm just putting you out there because it's much easier mm. for me to dissect your feelings. <laughs> Without talking about mine. Yeah. As long but, as I'm, okay. but why do you <laughs> want people to, you know, admit they were wrong? Well, it's not so much wrong. I just want to understand how they arrived at that conclusion after four years of this shit, frankly. Uh, how? And How and since and then and now I'm going to take the second half. But by the way, I totally feel exactly the same way as you. But I couldn't understand it. if I was being accused of it. I would have denied it. But since since you're saying it, I can totally see. It. <laughs> now, now that you've said that, the other half of what you said is that it will never happen. Those assholes will never, you know, accept the truth. I, I embellished what you said a little bit. Back in the trenches. I again. feel that's what you meant. Um, why? Why can't people go, man, was I snookered? I don't pride? know. Is it pride? I, please don't be so honest. Make something up. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> please stop with this honesty stuff. It's killing us. Yeah. <laughs> Honesty is boring and doesn't get rated. I'd rather have you burn a pumpkin in effigy. At least we get on TV. To steal the podium and run out. Yeah. yeah, really. That was a great answer, by the way. And by the way, if more human beings, when asked a direct question, said, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. the world would be a much more honest, compassionate place. This is one of the reasons I love you, Zip, because but, you can't well, lie. <sighs> CNN would have no guests, Bob. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and by the way, you know I'm always leading you towards something, and, and I'm getting Of course, there. yes, I know. But, but this is the thing. It's a Who circuitous knows? route at times, by the way. <laughs> uh, the longest route. That, oh, yes. that way. <laughs> if if the, Tucker Carlson was only on for six minutes... Instead of an hour, he'd only make 6% of what he makes. Yeah. And he was the one guy I could tolerate on that uh, network. Oh, I can't stand him. Well, I you know. know, maybe it comes back to that thing about, you know, it's not really news, it's entertainment. It's misleading, misinfotainment. Now you know the news. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'm sure that's part of it, but I don't think that's it. Um, and uh, to Tucker Carlson... I said I hate him. I, I don't really hate him. I think he's brilliant. He is. And, um, and I actually am reading his editorials every day now yeah. for the same reason that you alluded to earlier. I'm trying to figure out why my friend Rich, who's a forensic auditor, yeah. couldn't figure out that this was all BS. Because it's in conflict with his values, Bob. It's not even just that. Yes, it's, it's, but no, not really, because I'm talking, look, most of my Republican, I don't have, I, the exception of you, Ed, sometimes, I don't keep many assholes around. <laughs> Ouch! And we're off to the races, folks. Where's your hoot, where's your you thing? The little, yeah. <laughs> you know what? what? Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> Suck my you. Old, rich, <laughs> bastard. Oopsie. <laughs> and so, uh, in other words, we all have, we can have drama and we can bust each other's balls and we can debate vigorously, which, by the way, I heard Republicans talk about that, but by God, don't go off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Please. So we can do that and still care for each other. There's a, 
There's a quote. I know I've said it to you guys because I say it to everybody. There's several quotes I want to go over tonight. Okay. But there's a quote that I think carries so much wisdom that I whip it out any time a friend of mine goes, man, I didn't see that coming. And, uh, and I can't understand why anybody would feel that way. It's by a journalist, uh, and he wrote it in 1934. He said, what was going on in 1934? Anybody remember? In 1934, there were flappers, ladies scantily clad out on the dance floor, showing nipples where they never could before. I don't know. Trying to think That's of awesome. the, the Great Depression, right? It was on, yeah, on the 1929, heels the stock yeah. market crashed, and the Great Depression lasted for I don't know how long. Um, so he uh, he was running for governor of California, and um, some people thought he was a muckraker, a curmudgeon. It was the dirty 30s, after all. What's that? It was the Dirty 30s, a muckraking oh, the Dirty 30s? I never yeah. called it called, called the Dirty 30s. Was it the Roaring 20s followed by the Dirty 30s? Yes. So what are we going to have after our 20s? <laughs> Bedlam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I, are we going to call know. the teens now? Whew. The, um... Um, honey? I'm kidding. Uh, honey teens? No. <laughs> no. All right, we'll come back to that. Anyway, right. Upton Sinclair ran for governor of California in the 1930s. Newspapers hated him. In 1934, though, some California papers published installments from his forthcoming book about his failed campaign. Mm. The book, uh, I don't know if it's the book or the article, but it was called I, Candidate for Governor, <laughs> and How I Got Licked. Mm. And the big quote from that, which turned into like, you know the book that says you need 10,000 hours of practice to get good at something? Yep. Who was that guy that wrote that? I don't remember. Oh, the it mastery. Is. It was something to do with mastery. Oh, it'll come to me. Anyway, um, this became as big as that. So people will text it to us. Thank you, people. If we had live phones, you could come on the air. <laughs> Go ahead, caller. Let's go to a show call. Oh, Malcolm Gladwell. Thank you very much. Okay. Anyway, so uh, here's his most famous saying. And it explains almost everything that makes no sense. Try this out on anything, and you'll have empathy for the other side. It is difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends upon his not understanding it. If you wonder why Republicans would play charades with a possible coup, it's because their salary is 75 million voters. Mm -hmm. And I heard a great commentary. I think it was on Fox. Uh, most people are like, they want to go to the news channel that they like. No, I went I'm, immediately to Fox. <laughs> you go like, I can't, I want to see how they're dealing with this. I, I want to see, I, I just want to see, I, it's let the spin begin. Yeah. And then sure enough, sure. that's what happens, yeah. Anyway. I think I heard this on Fox. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it, it was some Republican going, we thought we were shooting blanks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. In other words, we're going to get up there and say every legal vote should be counted because shouldn't every legal vote should be We didn't know he really meant proud boys stand by and come and, you know. In other words, they, we've reached the point, but it's nothing new. If you go through history, this just happens to human beings over and over again. People are going to say, like, whatever their job requires them to say. That's why when the airlines put out a video on the evening news that showed their incredible air filters and why yeah. you should book your two-for-one flight right now, I went, yeah, the airlines really certainly would never tell us not to fly. No. Yeah. And that's why when I called my op ophthalmologist a couple of weeks ago and I said, you know, the pandemic's really taken off now. Do I really need, my contacts are working fine. Do I really need to come in for my annual exam? Right. The response was, oh, you don't want to 
take a chance with your eyes. <laughs> yeah. I you want you want to you want to see real clearly when they do that incision to ventilate you or whatever they call it. And and I thought, oh yeah, everybody's you know, we've all got to do our job. Bob, our- where the hell mm. is your is your compassion? Doctors so, have to make a living as well. They do. And with, yeah. Without those regular appointments, they cease to have a second home. And you don't want doctors being second homeless. <laughs> a doctor without a second home, what will? How will he motivate himself to go to work? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Supposedly, the wife will take him out on the boat. Yeah. So hopefully. So anyway, have you guys ever heard that saying before? Yes, you've you said yes, it many times. I've I told you. It up. How many times in the last ten years have I brought well, it up? Andrew has it memorized, so that's that's indicative of uh, how endearing that is to you. Oh, my son. Oh, yeah, yes. that's so heart- heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you know as a parent that they try to tune you out as much as they can. Unless they're in the back seat and you're driving and you're saying, and what do we do? Care <laughs> about the others. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. speaking of that, yeah. my son Keith told me a really great story. I have to sidebar. He okay. went hiking. I so wish I could be hiking in L.A. with my granddaughters right. in the mountains with them. I'm sure. She's six. Oh. And he goes hiking with her. He's taking her on a pretty good, you know, like four or five mile round trip climbing a mountain. Remember when you were a youngster, how stupid you thought hiking was? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I actually liked hiking as a kid. And now it's a problem. Even from the beginning? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the very beginning, you were like, what? sweat and, and, and breathe heavy and go somewhere just to turn around and go back? You liked that. No, I was a latchkey kid, and we were poor as dirt. That oh. was my, my entertainment. Oh. Well, I'm sorry, uh, Ed, we don't have any skateboard for you, and we can't, <laughs> we can't yeah. buy you a set of drums. I got a rock. <laughs> you got to enjoy yourself working up a sweat. Well, that's cool. You're, but, Zip, you related to that, right? Yes. Yes. I did, actually. I tried to avoid every bit of work I could. And when I met friends who liked to hike... Honestly, the only reason I went with them, can you guess? Uh, there was a check involved. In the I knew it. I bet. No, not a check. No? You're close, though. Uh, Clint, what would, it, what would Upton Drugs. Sinclair? It would, <laughs> it's difficult to get a man to go hiking unless you got a joint at the top of the mountain. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, the last time I hiked, I think I ate a mushroom. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> so, I anyway. love to go wandering along the mountain track. <laughs> and as I go, I love to sing my knapsack on my back. So, um, my granddaughter might hear this. I hope she's at least 13 when she hears it. So... Um, Anyway, she gets to the top of the hill, and it's hard work. And she's, yeah. you know, realized it's a nice view and all, but that. <laughs> I'm that five. Was, that was hard. <laughs> I'm six. Uh, are, are we, and she, and I'm, I'm embellishing a little because I wasn't there, but, it, you know, she said something about probably, are we almost back? <laughs> no. <laughs> are, we, are we back yet? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would have said because I was stupid. Yeah. No, but she said something about, like, how, how long is it going to take us to get down? And because of the way it's desert, yeah. so you could look two miles down, three miles down the hill and see the parking lot. And Keith said, there's the car. We have to get back to it. And she was like, oh, 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 that's so far away. Oh, what did, you know, if it was me, it would be, why did you do this to me? And, and he looked at her and he said, well... You know, my dad taught me something, your grandpa taught me something, that even though it feels like really hard right now, that you should know that when you get to the car, you're going to feel incredibly great and proud that you accomplished it. And he called that delayed gratification. And Keith said, he said to her, can you say delayed gratification? (laughs) And she went, delayed gratification? He says, yes, always remember that. That's a super important lesson. That when something's really hard, if what you're working to get to at the end is going to make you feel real good, then that'll give you the strength to stick with it. And I'm like, shit, I'm sorry for all those times I yelled at you, Keith. (laughs) Yeah. He actually did take something in. No, it was really really good. So anyway, back to, so Upton Sinclair said, and just, we'll do this again because it is one of my favorite things. Difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends on not understanding it. So for most 
people in whatever party is the opposite of yours, mm-hmm. their values reflect their life. And, and, and you, could, you could substitute the word salary or job for personal experience, loved ones, and values. Because we all tend to uh, go for what we're most close to. And, and people in the inner city who see poverty and walk by the homeless and people who, um, you know, liberals who uh, are, are familiar with uh, the, the effects of racism that other people won't see, to right. them it's very real. But people who are, you know, the other side of the equation, say my friend Hank who works at a gun shop, Boy, does his job depend yeah. on gun rights. And he's a NIMBY guy, not in my backyard. No, you know, uh, I don't see it. No, no, no. He's, and literally, seriously, one of the kindest um, Americana souls, good old, uh, old boy Vermonter. I also listen to this podcast, by the way, so I have to say some more <laughs> nice things. He's my maple syrup partner. Um, I so value my friendship with him because otherwise I wouldn't have empathy for him. You see, and I make sure not to overstep my bounds. He knows I'm not a liberal, by the way. You guys know I'm not a liberal. I'm a, no, we know I, that. I, I, I've got so many holes in my taint from sitting on the fence. I can't even begin to describe it. <laughs> that was a little more graphic than I was prepared for. I just about sure. nazed my water. Well, every time I get too serious, I remember that you accused me of being boring at the beginning of the show. Great name for an album, Holes in My Taint. Grammy nominated Keep going there. You got a song there. <laughs> holes in my taint. <laughs> Don't know what to do. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to feel it. <laughs> but screw. Yeah. And, and by the way, the solution to that is what everyone has always told me. Pick a side. Yeah. Anybody ever tell you that? No, because you guys already picked a side. No, I, I, try, I fa- fancy myself a centrist. I'm you, probably oh, yeah, like my, like my conservative friend from Maryland. You're not a centrist. You're a liberal, but you want to appear to have empathy. I am, <laughs> I am a left-leaning centrist. How's yes. that? <laughs> 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 and this is my solution, by the way, is to mock everybody and, la- and all laugh together. Yeah. Because I think the biggest challenge we have now that, look, Trump tonight. Yeah. It's tabula rasa. Admitted yeah. the election was over. He's going to get in. I'm not going to say his name, but I know he's getting in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he committed to the peaceful transition of power. And I, I believe he deplored something. Uh, and by the way, I pictured literally, I pictured, um, I don't know why, but to me it seemed like he was forced. I was reading the prep. It was written for me. I don't believe any of the crap I said. Come on. I, I kind of think that might, I, I, you know what? Let me give him the benefit of the doubt. And it, I heard he was also talking about self-pardoning. Well, no, I got to get Pence to pardon me. Well, that's the thing. If he resigns and Pence is president, Pence could pardon him. That's right. I, I, but not, I, after what, not after the hell I put him through yesterday. I don't think he's yeah. going to even entertain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you denounced him when you were still thinking you were going to get people with guns to come and take over the country. Well, but I that's over, the, right? I thought the coup was going to work. What can I say? It didn't <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. it went from a coup to a chicken coup. Oh, I see, see what he did there. See what he did there. <laughs> so and you were worried about all those Mexicans climbing up the wall. <laughs> did you see outside of the Capitol building? <laughs> uh, Andrew wrote a very harsh joke, and I'm going to wait till he comes. In fact, he's uh, he's coming on in just a few minutes, but okay. I'm going to wait till he comes on with the joke. Uh, I thought it was so. It was one of those jokes. I, it would be like if a brilliant comic wrote it. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, wow, that's really daring of him. He is a brilliant comic. But if a brilliant comic who's my son wrote it, I'd be like, ah. I'm scared. I hope he doesn't get backlash and get blacklisted. It's that crazy of a joke. And I'll, oh, yeah. and I'll, t- I'll yeah. tell you when he's on. All right. That's a knee jerk. So, so the other thing I want to do is just some analyze some Rush lyrics, if we could. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, Bob, if there's anybody that should analyze <laughs> lyrics, it's, it's I, Rush Bow, lyricist. Yes. Oh, I meant the band Rush from Canada, but Rush Limbaugh, I'm very glad you're here. By the way, how are you handling all of this? Oh, please. I have more important issues. If you have your health, you have everything. I don't have my health right now. <laughs> 
I have only empathy for that part of your life right now. Like a great broadcaster, <laughs> terrible human being. Gold okay. microphone. So, uh, metal money, <laughs> metal freedom from the president of the United States. Stop. Just yeah. stop. Uh, your room, your studio. Please proceed. <laughs> Okay, here's the song. If you want, I can fill, Bob. I, it's no, no, what no. I do. It's who I am. It's, it's been my lifelong pursuit. It's just to fill the airways with Drek for the last 20 years. I was behind this whole coup thing. Yes. I thought you were going to blame Hillary uh, and say, well, no, what no, about no, her email? Don't, don't even say that pantsuit pig's name, please. Okay. Uh, so Rush, uh, the band is what I was referring to. Don't stand down like the Proud Boys. And the song, there is a, a passage from this Rush song that has literally been playing in my head over and over again throughout the coup attempt of the last few days. And every time I would come up with that thought, how could these people not say something who know this is all BS? And the specific passage is, you can choose a ready guide in some celestial voice, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Choice, yeah. And the men who hold high places. <laughs> Sorry, that was my inner Canadian. You Couldn't don't, help it. No, I, I can't. <laughs> but I wanted my, to hear my, under, uh, my underwear too yeah. too loose. I wanted to hear what happened to you, just like I wanted to hap- see what happened to the people who were scaling the wall yesterday. Come on, keep going. <laughs> Actually, not. Uh, that was just terrible. In fact, some bad things happened. But anyway, what I thought about that is we, are, as a society, need to help each other more. We need to understand each other, and we need to teach each other with compassion and love what free will actually is. Because free will is, you know, that's the Canadian version of what we call freedom, <laughs> uh, actually, who's the dude, uh, the uh, Braveheart uh, guy? Uh, uh, yeah. It was uh, his last word before they stabbed him in the chest. Robert the Bruce! Yes. Oh, nice. Freedom! Who's freedom! The, yeah. Before he drops the hanky from her, yeah. And, and freedom is actually about free will, but it's also about responsibility. And if you choose not to decide... Uh, as in, uh, just be a follower and don't investigate anything. And I don't care whether you're liberal or conservative. You've made a choice that you're going to be uh, basically powerless. Bob, it's me, God. Oh, God. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. Um, is this really you, God, or is this the actor that plays God? Well, it's, it's me. It's your, your, your conscience, but I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. Uh, just wanted this, you to know that. Because there's two time. gods in my... I, I know there's only supposed to be one god, because I'm a Catholic. Yes. But one of them is George Burns, and the other is the driving Miss Daisy dude. Do you mean me? <laughs> yes. <all right. laughs> now, as a Catholic, actually, there were three. The, the other one was the Holy Ghost, I think. But keep whichever one you want to be, go ahead. Well, if you're called upon the Trinity, then I can re- represent all three. But if you want the Father, you got to talk to me. Ah, George Burns. <laughs> George Burns was my first uh, pagan god. Uh, I resent that remark. I'm sorry, you were my second. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but no, when the George Burns did that movie, Oh God, and he's in the Denver. car with uh, John, John Denver, Denver mm-hmm. and it starts raining mm-hmm. in the car. <laughs> that was great. I John love Denver's getting wet, and he goes, <laughs> wait a minute. It's raining. And he goes, I told you I was God, you know, making it rain. And he goes, well, why isn't it raining outside? And George Burns goes, why should I ruin everybody's day? <laughs> I bet you that's a Catskills joke that he repurposed for the script. He probably wrote it in during the, during oh, no, the shoot. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Um, <laughs> a, a great meme I saw today uh, was a picture of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the actual coronavirus that got Trump. And, oh, um, really? Yeah, and it has one of those uh, bubbles, like a, a comic book. A thought, thought bubble. And it says, I moved on him like a bitch. I didn't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> 
stealing his own words. <laughs> when you're famous, you can do that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. And poor Billy yeah. <laughs> was out of work oh. for a year. All right. So uh, I've got Andrew's joke and what else? Oh, oh, here's another one. Two Republicans die and go to heaven. <laughs> they, asked like God, they asked God if he'd answer one question. Uh-huh. You're God, so I'm waiting for you. Of course. Uh, of course, yes. Of course, God says. So they say, how did, how did the Democrats rig the election in 2020? And God replies, it wasn't rigged. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know what the Republicans did? They look at one another and they go, this conspiracy goes higher than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how recalcitrant they are. They are. Absolutely. Up next, my son, Andrew Rivers. The Bob and Zip Show with Nick All right. He's a world-famous comedian with, I don't know, 25 million views on Facebook, maybe more. Uh, certainly Ooh. five or six more now that some Trump and Facebook accounts have been deleted. <laughs> And more room. He happens to be my son, and I love him. And ladies and gentlemen, he's touring his living room. It's Andrew Rivers. Hello. Hi. How are you doing, bud? Great to be here. Thank you. I'm great. How are you? Uh, I didn't get any uh, pre-show notes. Is there a hot Star Trek character you want to talk about for 30 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) Did you listen to that? I listened to all your shows. Wow. I skipped uh, a lot of that one because, you know. You're not hot for the 50-year-olds, cool, rock-hard women. Just Milf. a little little yes. boring listening yeah. to my dad relive old erections. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure there's a healthier alternative that I could come back with. <laughs> Stories. Yeah. Andrew, uh, before we get started That's on, fine. I yeah, on anything tonight, I want to tell you something. I, uh, you posted something online, and I was going to comment, and I didn't. And, and why was really startling to me, because uh, you post lots of jokes, and you know when I love them, I'll, I'll, I'll do a like. I don't want to be the dad. That's my son. Isn't he great? <laughs> um, but I, I posted this thing, and I thought, and I told these guys, if it was like a big-time comedian, you know, like maybe one who liked to drop his pants in front of women and pleasure himself, I forget his name, <laughs> I would worry, like, Oh, this is really edgy. He might get in trouble for this. And um, and then Ed said, "Your son is a big time comedian." I said, "Yes." So if it's a big time comedian who's my son, I worry even more. And so I didn't even I I don't even know if I clicked like, but I thought it was one of the coolest edgy jokes I have seen. And uh, can you guess which one it was? I have no idea. Ah. I don't feel anything when I write the joke. A lot of people have to remind me. <laughs> um, a funny story. I was doing a, um, I was doing this uh, Seattle comedy competition last year, and uh, I I was closing on a self harm joke, but I didn't even realize that. I just know. I just it's a math equation to me when I write a joke, so I don't really think about what that. Uh, in other words, joke you says. were veering into a touchy subject, but you, were, as far as you were concerned, I'm just telling a joke. Yeah, I'm just mm. having a giggle, you know. Do we dare? Oh, well, it's a joke about uh, uh it's the, you've seen it before the it's the uh service cats. I saw a service cat. The only reason you need an emotional support cat is so it cuts your wrist for you when you're depressed. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I just think it's funny. By the way, uh since you and you and those emotional support dog jokes were really huge for you. Did you gloat a little when they banned them from airplanes last week? Yeah, I, I, it's very exciting. I'll have to look up the rules on uh, my emotional support crabs if I'm allowed to bring those. <laughs> but, uh, You're working on that already. All right, so here was the joke, okay? You posted this, and I couldn't believe it. And it's it's really, uh, by the way, if you're sensitive, this is a joke. It's not meant to be taken literally. can't literal. imagine. Oh, you can't imagine? Okay. I mean, all right. Under, under author Andrew Rivers. Okay. Imagine Hitler had a Twitter account. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ABC News this is reporting is... six million Jews. Stop the count. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Yeah. 
I, 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 oh. I, whoa, I take the corners off that one before I put it in the shop window. <laughs> but it's already Depends on Facebook. Well, do you realize yeah, that yeah. if, if comedy ever don't. doesn't work out for you and you go to apply for a job in an accounting <laughs> firm, they're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You'll never don't work take, in an ice cream retail yeah. again, my friend. Or the cat skills, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, even when I was going to be on that NBC show a couple years ago, they did a deep dive through my Twitter and pulled up a lot of things that they uh, they strongly suggested I delete. They didn't uh-huh. say we don't. We respect your freedom, um, but your uh, we found freedom. these. If you want to take yeah. a second look, you know it'll be yeah. difficult um, for our audience to understand your jokes when your job depends on them not understanding. It. <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah. That's well, I mean that joke was more about. Um, the premise of it is that uh, like everyone is so surprised. You're like, I can't believe this is happening. And it's like, yeah. he has tweeted out his whole plan. Like yes, he's right. You know, at every debate, they were like, are you going to accept the results of the election if you lose? And he was like, fuck no. And then they're like, I can't believe he's not accepting the results. I know. Like, what do you want from him? How do you tell the truth and he from would the say, lies? Mail-in votes are fraud, and I'm only going to count and, uh, the votes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless they're uh, I'm going to slow down the post office. I'm going to stack the court and uh, vote for me in person. P.S. The virus is a hoax. I don't understand. I was yeah. writing the jokes. I was watching the news. I don't understand. Where, where people are so confused. Uh, it, it's, it boggles the mind, but again, uh, people have a I lot mean, invested. I mean, this is yeah. what my friend and I were even joking. You know, you I think mom sent out that meme that shows Trump's hair like a lit match and all these little bombs <laughs> watching him. And I'm like, that meme is like four years old. Like, how do people not? <laughs> she just found it today. Well. But, but, but I mean, that's what's, you know, they, it, I described it as like... Um, this is the most predictable yet still unbelievable thing that's ever happened since Trump did nothing about coronavirus. Right, right. Uh, like, you're like, oh, I mean, of course he's not going to do anything, but like, really? That's really? Well, I don't know. I can't I, can't I was it. talking to your Aunt Patty uh, yesterday. I was running around doing stuff, and I, um, I had done something. I think I told you guys about this. I, I shut off all the news alerts on my phone. And not because I don't know what's want, want to know what's going on, but I'm just like I need a break. You know, I'm not going to start mm. yoga, so I'm just going to shut off the news alerts. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so I, and I'm like, and when I have free time, I go like, okay, I'm off the medicine now. I feel better from the Lyme disease. Who am I going to call? And ah, oh, my sister's been trying to reach me for a couple of weeks, so I call her. I'm like, hey, how you doing? How are the kids? How's it? And her response was, Robbie. You obviously don't have the TV on and you're not watching what's happening right now. Yeah. And I said, oh, you mean the storming the Capitol and all of that? She said, oh, you do know? And I said, no, I read four days ago that they were planning it and posting it online. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like people were like, well, the FBI has no intelligence that led us to believe that this was about to happen. I'm like, they made T-shirts. Like, how does anyone... <laughs> Unbelievable. They had like a Facebook group. It's really silly. I, it's funny that you, yeah, because yeah, I got an alert on my phone and it, it said Democrats gain control of the Senate. But then I turned on the TV. I was like, are you sure? Those don't look like Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, strong. But I love that. <laughs> you, point out, you point out something else with that and that <laughs> I expected to be watching the votes trickle in and who won the Democratic Senate. I expected that to be a three-day story. And right. four hours later, what? That was, that was old news. That's four hours ago. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at least uh, Trump is in jail, so that's good. Oh, did uh, I, I? Facebook jail. He's in Facebook jail. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter jail. There's no getting out of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and there's no Supreme Court to turn to to that's bail you right. out. No. <laughs> All right. So, uh, listen, I want to ask you about something else because this week Andrew sent me and his mother a picture of a gorgeous woman. And, you know, uh, 
we don't care who he chooses to be with, you know, mm-hmm. or, or what his orientation is. We, don't, we just love our son. We just want him to be happy. So, but every time he says The more us, that you say that, it's, it sounds less convincing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Whatever yeah. you're into, it's fine with us. Hey, look, we don't judge you. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, we're getting old, but uh, any day now. Yeah. They so, can do what they want. So he sends us a picture, and by the way, this has happened before, several years ago, he had this super hot blonde girlfriend, and and we were, you know, every dad would go, oh, I hope she's a nice, yeah. She looks like a Star Trek character. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so anyways, sends us, you know, beautiful, I think she's a brunette, and, um, but the story behind it is that this woman is starring on the Bachelor? Yeah. And I, do you watch The Bachelor at all? Um, if I walk by a TV and it's, it's on, on. <laughs> and your mother's watching it, I've sat down a couple of times. Actually, was it? Yeah, it was the Bachelorette, I think the last one I saw. I watch it and I, and I have the same feeling I have when Mitch McConnell can't acknowledge that the election was fake. I just go like, ah! oh, that's, that's um, Yeah, sorry, Mitch. Well, but, yeah, it's a reality show. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to ruin. <laughs> it's a game show. It's not. Uh, they're not actually falling in love. It's, exactly. You know. Exactly. But anyway, it's, so uh, the story. It's like Survivor, but they let people shave. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So reality shows aren't real. You know, I don't want to foreshadow, but uh, you know, The Apprentice sure. wasn't really letting Donald Trump run a business. So that's it. it turns out. So um, yeah, I know. So, so a lot of people got fooled. You hinted I'm at crushed. this, but your mother and I are not sure. Did are you and her? Did you date? Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say we dated. I mean, most girls I date don't last long enough to actually meet the parents, you know? They they meet me and when go, When you hey, say last enough. long enough, you mean you satisfy them like that? <laughs> no. That's exactly what happens. That's yeah, what yeah. I thought you meant. So, um, um, so well, I, we, I do we, remember we, being we, younger, by the way, vaguely. So, so you dated this girl and now she's on, are you still friends? Yeah, we're friends. We we reconnected. We met like six years ago, and we went on a Tinder date, and uh, wow. we were about to hook up, but then she got a nosebleed and was bleeding all <laughs> over my face. And uh, wait a minute, kind of kills the mood for me. Yeah, yeah a little yeah, divine intervention. Wait a minute, she got. A I no- didn't cause. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I want to. I want to probe more, but go ahead. No probe. I didn't wait cause minute, so, it. That's so all did, I was so trying to say. <laughs> when you said she got a nosebleed. Did you climb Mount Everest well, we, together? What are you talking about? I, you know, some people get, uh, some people have sensitive noses. I guess I don't I mean, know. just she spontaneous just nose- nosebleed. Yeah, yeah thin mem- We were making mem- out. I think you mush your faces here and there. You know, I don't know. Oh, during, I wasn't. You're smacking making her around. You're making out with a future bachelorette, and she starts bleeding <laughs> on you. He was smashing yeah. it. Wow. Yeah, smashing right. it. Does she know um, you? You talk about her this way. She talks about me this way, so uh, yeah, sure. Okay. So she any- wants to get into comedy. She applied for a couple uh, radio jobs in the past when it opened up, but she's you know got a face for uh, television. So, um, and uh, by the way, we kind of shout out to Bob and Zip, face for television. Absolutely, yeah. you and your obsequious son. All right. So, all right. Well, tell, well, tell so me. So we what- reconnected. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Um, yeah. She, well, we reconnected over the summer. Um, you know, sort of an apocalypse. Like, hey, because a lot of times it's a lot of like, um, for me dating, it's a lot of missed connection. Uh, I don't mean like uh, I saw you on the bus looking at me, no. but um, <laughs> but just like not on Craigslist. She'll hit me up and and then I'm like, I'm in Atlanta for two weeks. Just right. hang on. And then by the time I get back there, I'm like, oh, I moved on to yeah. someone else. But well. but I figured we're all <laughs> locked up and we can't go anywhere. And yeah. uh, her exact quote was, call me when cars are abandoned on I-5. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then protests started blocking traffic. And I was like, hey, remember me? You know? Right, right, right. Um, but she's on TV yeah. now. Are you watching the show? Yes. Yeah. She... She just disappeared for three months and then showed up on television. I was like, a simple no thanks would have worked just fine, you know. 
So is the Bachelor? But, uh, she's known as Dildo Girl now. What? Oh my god! <laughs> because she brought yeah, her. You bring a um, what is it? They they bring a token. They all like get out of this limo and meet the guy in front right. of a mansion, and that's their like first impression. And uh, she's very funny. So she brought her vibrator and said, I oh. brought you something. It's very special to me. It helped me get through quarantine. <laughs> right, right. I wanted to pass the torch to you. So it's like, that was it's like a survivor then that you get to bring your luxury item. And she whipped her yeah, luxury. Yeah, okay. exactly. Go. Yeah, that's funny. Wow. So, um, if yeah. give me a moment, really I might have something to contribute. You never know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, go ahead. Not That's not the way to do it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, Yes, I, I do watch the show and get jealous and, and a little bit excited, and, um, and <laughs> I, hope, I hope she gets second place and, uh, you know, it works out well. And then and she wants to get into... Look, your friend. it sounds like your friend, so it'll... Yeah, it'll, I mean, this is the thing, is sometimes with a lot of girls, they get... Um, we She would hit me up and go like, hey, let's go for a hike or let's write some jokes. And I'm like, hey, that sounds great. And then I would kind of follow up and she would ignore me. And so to me, it was like, oh, she doesn't really want to hang out. She's just bored. Right, right. Um, well, like, I think girls get like hot privilege. Does that make sense? Privilege. Like white privilege, <laughs> only hot privilege. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because they, they want you to chase them around and like... They want to just be uh, desired, and then and, and that's fair. But it's also <laughs> it's fair. Like, yeah, meet me halfway, you know. Desire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so wow. I mean, like sometimes I'll flirt with a girl, and then she'll just like give one word answers, and she'll start being mean, and it's like I, you know, you're bad at flirting because you have never had to. <laughs> Because you're hot, and most guys will just go, "Hey, whatever you say is great." But I have high standards, so uh, your standards are so impeccable that uh, nobody can penetrate yeah. them. Well, when <laughs> when you uh, look, we always figured you'd be a late bloomer as far as settling down, and I think that's good for you in your career. By the way, you don't. I mean, how many comedians do you know that like? You know, twenty something. They married someone. They said, "Okay, I love you. I'll settle down." And the next thing you know, they couldn't do their career, right? Yeah, I'm sure that happens in a lot of careers. It's okay I if mean, you don't want to mention yeah. specific names. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, you know, um, some hit the road that, that much. I harder. think that happens everywhere. <laughs> mm. I don't. I think. I think a lot of things are like contributed to comedy and like. Oh, comedians are all depressed, and it, I I get a little defensive, and I just say, you know, people are depressed just all right. the time, everyone, <laughs> and then we are people, so we get a, you know, the same amount of plumbers that have a wife that goes, I don't like that you're fixing houses all the time, and whatever. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I mean, I'm sure you can relate as a emerging radio star back in the day. Um. Yeah, let me think about that. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I, yeah, you know, I was always kind of insecure, and so um, the rate, I, I, like Lisa, Lisa would like me around all the time, but she did like the fact that I would, you know, go and then I would come back with a, a deposit for the bank, and I think actually. <laughs> I think I wasn't that much right. fun to be around a lot of time. Your mother and I, we don't we, we don't have time to open that can of worms, but I think we're just getting to know each other now thanks to the pandemic. Wow. Right. Which is good. I mean, she used to, call, one you, of her favorite jokes when you retired was, uh, get another job or whatever. Yeah, right? she was, I would like say, good morning, honey, and she would go, I'm not your audience. <laughs> <laughs> I would start to wow. say something to her and she would go, you know, listen, I, I, where's the off switch? You know, yeah. it's funny you do that to I've me now. That. I do. I, I, well, what? Yeah. Look, difficult people. You are. go stop yeah. just telling jokes. Have a conversation. Well, I'm not your audience. Well, ah. well no, it's more like like when you're on. It, what I meant was, when you're on stage, you're the entire band. Zip, you yeah. know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I do. If if you're a busker, say you're you're a player and you're an amazing guitar player and singer, and you go up there and you do your show, it's all you. And by the way, that's beyond me. I could never have done that. I would listen to people, you know, like Rush Limbaugh or like um, 
you know, other solo guys who could just bloviate. First off, in order to bloviate, if you're on the radio, you have to pick a political side, which you could never do. But also, I, I needed a band of people around me, and so they could all take turns being funny, and I could just sort of steer the conversation. But you, Andrew, what you do, all from your heart, getting up on stage with nobody to back you up, and by the way, nobody to blame, mm-hmm. I, I I could always go, well, it would have gone better if it wasn't for him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zip, that I didn't mean to point to you. I meant to point to Ed. <laughs> but, but no, seriously, son, I say that out of love. What you do, just you. almost nobody could do what you do. I mean, it's literally, wouldn't you guys agree? Isn't it one of the hardest jobs in the world? Oh, no I'm doubt. It. It's a rejection. Oh. Woo! Oh, oh, alone. God. Yeah. So, oh, I got used to that with my dating life, so. <laughs> all right, doesn't, all right. Don't feel anything anymore. Anyway, no, we're blessed that you come and join us on the old Foggy Fart Radio Show, and we thank you <laughs> because <laughs> Wikipedia gets great after a while. All I can do is read Wikipedia and Zip's watching Wheel of Fortune. And Celebrity Ed's, birthday. Yeah. Ed's really sad that Green Acres isn't on anymore. We know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. Can they prove it's not just a man? A big hairy man. Did they just fake it? He's been spotted a lot. Your hands now go and wash those hands. You 
Have you seen those politicians chasing all the skirts? And for all those two-faced piggies, little brain comes first. It's always on alert to stray around with... seen the secret kitties popping up in spurts <laughs> dug up by the paparazzis doing noble work there's lots of righteous jerks to dig up dirt on thoughtless men with morals lacking they don't care if they sleep around Instead of stepping out and shagging, give that little guy a whacking.